Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 314. KB coming at you from Underground Studios. Unfortunately, not live tonight because Steven Schneider, just being a pro golfer, he's doing the damn thing over on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. He's, he's making headlines. He's taking down top golfers in the PGA Tour 2K stratosphere. And he's winning matches. And he's potentially taking on the number one PGA 2K player on the planet. So you got to go check them out. So we we had to make room for that. So we're just doing it a basic recording and uh, no Matt tonight, but joining me as he frequently does the host of unplugged shot clock on our Instagram at underground PHI, the one and only Richie Rivera. What's up Kyle. Got a lot to dive into tonight between the Sixers, the Flyers, Carson Wentz officially being traded, the NCAA tournament, which you guys should definitely join our bracket. We'll get into that, and uh, we'll also do what we've been putting into every show, our weird news story of the week. But before we get started, this show would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And Richie, I don't know if you saw the news, but one of our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, the best eyewear on the planet. Not only are they partnered and sponsored with us, but they just signed on board. They signed on board an underground athlete, the OG, Jameel Demby, now part of the Tomahawk family. Shout out to Jameel. Uh, Stay tuned. We might have some things going on with Jamil in the very near future. Uh, but Tomahawk Shades, the best blue light plus glasses on the market, the best sunglasses. Uh, I need to shield my eyes from the the horrendous flyer score from tonight, so I'm putting my hater shades on. Uh, Tomahawk Shades, best in the business. Two brothers on Long Island said, why are we going to pay an arm and a leg for a pair of sunglasses when we can make them ourselves for a fraction of the price and yet still the same, if not better, quality. And that's exactly what they did. They got the sunglasses, the Blue Light Plus glasses, the Small Batch Collective, which you guys should definitely check out. Right now they're running. They got the Tomahawk Shades masks. They look fire. Go cop them because once they're gone, they're gone this first run. And uh, when you guys go to check out, use our code USP to get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order. Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price. And, you know, we brought up the the March Madness NCAA tournament. Uh, so this tournament season, guys, take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. 
That's right. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. That includes myself. That includes Richie. That includes Matt. All the boys here. Uh, join, join the party. The over 2 million men worldwide getting down with Manscaped. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using our code USP for our exclusive offer. Guys, your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with Manscaped's performance package, you can be confident that your nose, your ear, and your ball pubes are. The Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and number one overall seed this season. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate areas. And guys, look, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So why not use the best tools for the job? This amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. It checks every box for a Final Four run. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine and keep you fresh and ready for anything. Get the performance package right now and also receive Manscaped's two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Guys, talk about comfort. The Boxers, no joke, no cap. I'm wearing them right now as I'm reading this ad read. Most comfortable boxers I've ever put on my body. And another favorite of mine, they come in clutch in the morning, night. If you're on the go, don't have time to, you know, just you need a quick cleanup. The Crop Mop Wipes. Cool and refreshing ball, butt, and body wipes for peak male hygiene and extra care where it matters most. Plus, guys, your purchase goes towards a good cause. Because, Richie, I don't know if you know this, even though he's not a 76er, He's, he's on that GOAT tier level. Manscaped partnered with the GOAT Alex Caruso and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. Shout out to Manscaped for making our holes look sexy during the dance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. Guys, when things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. And of course, our friends, what what is March Madness without a, a drink in hand, Richie? And that's where our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka come into play. They're the fastest-growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. Unfortunately, we can't watch the tournament there, but hopefully next year, once everything with COVID is a lot more under control, we can be hanging out at Stateside because they have a full bar, they have restaurants, and they offer distillery tours weekly. It's seven times distilled, gluten-free, kosher, all that good stuff. And it's blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes 
found in that sports drink that starts with a G. So it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. And it's also won awards for best package in the world. So guys, go to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka. And on the one liter vodka bottles, use our promo code USP to get 10% off those bad boys. The one liter vodka bottles, statesidevodka.com, promo code USP to get 10% off of the one liter bottles. Must be 21 or older to order. And of course, as always, guys, please drink responsibly. All right, Richie, it's time to yell about the 76ers, this game against the Bucks on Wednesday night. Did not go as planned, uh, but we got a couple games to talk about because they also beat the Knicks on Tuesday night. Uh, just, just a, It wasn't even like a bad loss, I'd say, to, uh, to the Bucks. It was just a frustrating, disappointing loss, I'd say. Um, but let's talk about the Knicks game real quick. They obviously win that 99-96. Hey, hey you. Yeah, you listening to this podcast for right now. You're listening to an Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. You should probably know that we have an entire catalog of podcasts on this network. So what I want you to do right now, once you finish this episode, after you finish subscribing leaving a five-star review down in the Apple Podcast section. I want you to search Underground Sports Philadelphia and go check out our catalog of podcasts, especially our flagship TV and movie podcast for streaming services called Streamer Season. We have breakdowns of amazing shows coming out weekly. You should definitely check it out. That's Streamer S-Z-N. Search it on your favorite podcast app. And give us a follow on social media. You won't regret it. Check out all the awesome podcasts on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And thank me later. Now, back to the show. Uh, Tobias Harris just going absolutely nuclear. 30 points in 38 minutes. First, you know, continue. it's like a continuation of them going on this hot streak without Embiid until tonight, Um, but I mean, good win against the Knicks, nothing flashy, I mean, both teams go under 100 points, Um, but it it was the Tobias show. Absolutely, you know, with the absence of a beat, you know, every uh, every person in Sixers Twitter or Sixers media and the national media is always wondering, like, if Embiid is out because... We know what Embiid can do on like on his own. He can drop 30, 40, 50 points if he has to and pull this uh this team with himself. But we never really found out who would be that other person uh, to substitute. Now, you know, when you have two superstar players on one team, you always think that if one's missing, you know, the other is gonna step up. But the way with this team is very different because obviously we know the not so-called flaws, but we know how Ben Simmons is. You know, he doesn't like to shoot or he doesn't like to if he doesn't have to, which we're going to talk about later on with this Bucks game. Um, but Tobias Harris is really showing his worth, um, especially after a year um, like he had last year with Brett Brown and the roster that was built uh, then compared to with Doc Rivers and this roster that is built now that is – 
um, number one in the East. You know, they are, I believe they're 16 games above 500. Um, you know, just an absolutely explosive and lethal team defensively and offensively at times. Um, but he really showed his worth and really pulled this team um, through the trenches with a solid Knicks defense who themselves are coming off a pretty bad loss the night before um, with, you know, um, the infamous, you know, Scott Foster messing something up as always. Um, but he really pulled us through and that's how we were able to get the win. Yeah. So luckily they come out on top against the Knicks in a, a three point game still in first place. Um, but then they come out tonight against the Bucks. No one beat again, obviously because of the injury. Um, you lose Seth Curry during the game, another ankle issue for Seth. You held Giannis to four points in the first half, and he ends up with 32. Game goes to overtime. Uh, Giannis sits down after hitting a dagger three uh, on the court, and we got a quote from Dwight Howard post game. This is from Rich Hoffman from The Athletic. He said Dwight Howard was asked about Giannis sitting down at midcourt, and if it bothered him, Dwight said, quote, yeah, I wanted to stone cold stunner him, uh, but I already had one tech. <laughs> You got to love Dwight in those situations. Like, that energy, like, that's something I feel like we've been looking for from this team, even though we have Joel and he's a comedian of his own. Just, like, somebody that will give us a laugh when there is, like, a bad time, you know, with us. Like, a loss like this that obviously could have been prevented um, in many factors. I mean, if you just looked, like, when you thought of Giannis having four points at half, they only made one three out of like 17. They were shooting 22% from the field and you had a 14 point lead, which in the third and second grew to at times 19, 20 points. You would think that that game's in the bag for the Sixers who really locked down, you know, back to back MVP defensive player of the year, etc. cetera. Um, and you really would think that that game is, you know, kind of locked at halftime, but I mean, you know, you know how the Bucks are. They like to play these gritty games, um, kind of like the Sixers do. And I didn't have a doubt that they would come back into the game and even get to tie it. But I really thought the Sixers would be able to hold their own and, you know, still keep them at arm's length away um, to get this win. Yeah, it was like I said, it was more of a frustrating loss because there were there were multiple opportunities for the Sixers to win this game. Furkan Korkmaz ties it in in traditional Furkan, you know, ways, very Portland-esque shot. Uh, and then, you know, Dwight hits the, the two-pointer to tie it in overtime at 98. And it's like, all right, we got some hope here. Like, there's a chance that they could go out, kind of steal this game after the Seth injury. And then... <laughs> Ben Simmons hits another like meaningless three pointer in overtime. Uh, two for two, by the way, in overtime. Two for two in that fashion. Um, I mean the the Nets just don't lose for whatever reason, which is even more frustrating. Uh, front of the show, Zoe tweets by Zoe. Check, uh, make sure you guys are following him and subscribe to his newsletter. Um, you know he put it best. There's like little to no room for any sort of like screw ups because the Nets just won't lose and we're without our best player in the MVP of the league right now. Exactly. It's just like 
with these past two games that we've just seen, you know, with the Knicks and the Bucks, like it's a, it could be a really solid possibility if, if some, I mean, you're right with the Knicks or not the Knicks, the, the Nets rather like, you know, when you have a super team like that, like the Sixers are kind of somewhat lucky that they've held the number one seed in the East for as long as they have. And it's so, and it's, kind of inspiring basketball that you have a super team in Brooklyn with KD Kyrie and James Harden, even though KD hasn't played in what a month, month and a half um, that the Sixers are still ahead of them. But I mean, these two teams that we just played in this two day span, like these are playoff series games that, I mean, yes, they're affecting us record wise at this point because we're the number one seed. We're the number one seed in the East. We've had like a half game to a game uh, separation between Brooklyn uh, and ourselves. But like, if we fall to that that second seed, if we lose a couple more games and Brooklyn just miraculously wins the entire second half of the season, um, these two teams are likely what you're going to see going into the first and second round in order to reach Brooklyn. Like, if you had the number one seed, then let them claw at each other, you know, Brooklyn and Milwaukee and uh, New York, if they stay the seventh seed or so. But these, I mean, I think it's a really good learning experience for these, with these two teams. Obviously the Knicks aren't going to, didn't play like the Knicks that played in December when it was like the second game of the season. Like they didn't have their bearings with them, new coach, new system, et cetera, um, new pieces. Um, and you know how Milwaukee is. Milwaukee is gritty. And would we have liked to seen a nice blowout win, kind of similar to Christmas a couple years ago? You know, every Sixers fan would love to see that again. But that's the hard reality of playing teams of your caliber. And if you want to hang with the big dogs, you got to keep on playing like them. You can't just, uh, you know, draw yourself out um, in certain games or let them like beat you up especially at home yeah 1000 percent. and it's like you said it sucks they were at home so like you'd want to see them perform in front of the fans that are there now like just over 3,000 um and that number could go up soon so they could be playing in front of 5,000 um but I mean just a just a punch in the gut type of loss and then obviously you go on the you got two games off or two days off, I'm sorry, before your next game on Saturday against the Kings, uh, which is at home before you go on that gauntlet road trip that starts in New York and then you go out west for, you know, the rest of the month essentially. Then you go to Cleveland to wrap up the road trip. Doesn't get any easier, and that's the worst part about not having Embiid right now, and hopefully Seth Curry's not out that long, um, if at all. So hopefully Seth is okay. But that's that's going to be the tough part of this stretch without Embiid is like you've got a gauntlet stretch of games coming up and Brooklyn just seems like they just can't lose. Yeah, unless, you know, a miracle happens and KD comes back and they go on losing streaks, then, you know, obviously we'll know what the problem is <laughs> when <laughs> when he comes back, uh, if KD's the problem with the team. But uh, we we've already known this ever since we got the schedule for the second half, that this half the season is going to be like the make or break for the Sixers. 
even though obviously it's not the playoffs. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs in a very high seed. If they're going to be top three in the East, in my opinion, unless, you know, something drastic happens and the team goes on a terrible losing skid and Miami, who is blowing up right now in South Beach, you know, pulls some strings and they pull themselves in the top four, which is very possible. But this is going to be a real test. I mean, you have some really good teams on the West Coast, and then you got some teams that should be really good, and they're they're really not. I mean, look at the Dallas game like a couple weeks ago. Remember when you know you got Luka Doncic on that team, and he just absolutely like pulled the dagger on the Boston Celtics right before us, and then we just like ran him out of Wells Fargo Center with like nineteen points. Like, it's like. These games, you got to get these wins. And, you know, Doc and the stars on the team, Tobias, Ben, Joel, when he's been playing, they tell you, like, these games, you gotta, you got to win games in general. You can't just, like, just go in there half-butting it and, you know, just thinking that everything's going to go your way uh, when it's not. I mean, you just played a back-to-back and a really tough back-to-back games. Um, against playoff teams. Uh, you just got to, I mean, there's a lot of work still. Obviously, it's still, like, they still got to figure some stuff out for the playoffs, uh, trade deadlines next week. Uh, definitely things you got to start considering. Um, you got to start ramping up considerations with Daryl, Doc, Elton. I mean, we lost out on the... PJ Tucker sweepstakes, so yeah. we can't can't we can't pull his name out of the hat anymore because coincidentally the Bucks <laughs> the Bucks acquired him right at the beginning of the game, Bastards. um, which we really if you think about it we did get over two tonight because you know we lost to the Bucks in overtime and then we lost PJ Tucker to the Bucks, mm-hmm. um. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Daryl tries to do. Obviously, they're going to go small. He's mentioned that they're not going to. You're not going to see something game changing, like Kyle Lowry's not. Obviously, he's not coming this season. And anybody that thought so, I mean, it would have been amazing. And then, but I mean, if we do, we got to wait. But this week is going to be really important for this team. Yeah, big time. Like you said, the Sixers lost out on PJ Tucker. Big name that Matt and I have been talking about. Richie's been talking about it. Like almost everyone has been talking about PJ Tucker. Went for a lot more than we expected. Um, so that is the shitty part of what the trade deadline looks like. It's going to shape up to be. It looks like a seller's market more than a buyer's market. That could change, but uh, the way things are going right now, it seems like any team trading off pieces is going to get back more uh, than we initially expected. But Hopefully the Sixers bounce back this weekend against the Kings and the Knicks back-to-back before they go on that West Coast gauntlet against the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets, and then wrap up that road trip on uh, April 1st against the Cavs before they come back home for a a decent stretch in the month of April. Um, But I think we got to yell about the other team that plays in the Wells Fargo Center because as bad as this Sixers loss was, the Flyers, we've talked about it for weeks now, how bad this defense is. And we've said, don't put all the blame on Carter Hart. 
Don't put it on Brian Elliott. It's the defense in front of them. And to simplify things for you guys that might not be hockey fans, the Flyers, what they're doing right now to Carter Hart and Brian Elliott would be essentially if you put a high school football team's offensive line out on an NFL field to try to protect Patrick Mahomes, to try to protect Jalen Hurts, to try to protect any NFL starting quarterback, you're putting a high school offensive line in front. That's the Flyers' defense. That's the Flyers' defense right now. They're absolutely atrocious. Tonight should be the biggest signal to the organization beyond Chuck Fletcher. It should be to the owners. Something has to change because they lost 9 nothing to the New York Rangers. 9 nothing. That is an embarrassment. Somebody needs to be fired. Somebody needs to be released, traded, whatever it may be, because that's just flat-out embarrassing. There's no way, rhyme, or reason, unless you're going and trading goal for goal in a game, which obviously did not happen here because you got shut out against a a dog-shit team. The New York Rangers, guys, because of tonight's win, are that much closer to the Flyers in the standings, but they're not a good team. They're not a good hockey team. And you got shut out 9 nothing to the New York Rangers. I First time in a long time for on-the-ice reasons, I've been embarrassed to be a Flyers fan. See, the thing, the difference between the Flyers and the Sixers is with this game that the Sixers played tonight, that was just downright, you know, heartbreaking, disappointing, because you know how close it was, because it could have obviously been a two-point game and then shots could have fallen, and, like, the shots just weren't going the Sixers' way. But, like, they were still in it, and they were, like, fighting hard with their defense and whatnot. This was downright, you know, like you you just said, it's embarrassing. Like, it's heartbreaking just to see, like, that how good this team was in the summer compared to where you're seeing this team, you know, now where – they are getting absolutely smoked by teams, and especially against the New York Rangers, especially who scored seven goals in the second quarter of the game. It's not like they got nine over for a genuine period of time where, like, you know, they got three a quarter. They got seven in the second quarter alone. So I don't know, like, what the issue is if AV has to make a coaching change, if the Flyers need to make a coaching change, like you said, trades, releases, whatnot, call up from the taxi squad, something to get this team on the right track. Because as of right now, it's not looking too hot for them. Yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing. Um, That's all I got to say on that. We've, We've... We've hit the iron of the Flyers' defense is trash. They need to do something to improve it. And on the the episode that came out earlier this week with myself and Harrison, which you guys should check out, I said it almost feels like we're at the point of no return with this Flyers' defense where we're at the point of the season now that I don't know if it can be fixed. You know, you can go and trade for somebody, but unlike some of these other sports leagues with – trade deadlines and stuff, the NHL is implementing a quarantine period for trades. So if you're trading U.S. to U.S.-based team, 
it's a seven-day quarantine period, and if you're trading with a team in Canada, it's a 14-day quarantine period. So, like, that also has to come into play if you're going to make a deal. Trade deadline's not getting any further away. It's coming sooner. It's less than a month away for the NHL. I just, this Flyers team is embarrassing, and right now they don't even deserve to make the playoffs, so they get right back at it tomorrow against the Islanders, uh, which should be interesting. They have a three-game, like, mini-series against the Islanders uh, starting Thursday, then Saturday, then Monday is the lone home game of that mini-series. It's just, it's not a good look right now, and this Flyers team should be embarrassed of themselves. But, we all know that. It's it's just pathetic. Yeah. And it's like, and the thing is, I think I was telling you this before we started recording, it's not like this was the Islanders, like, or like another top East Division team, like, if it was Boston, which we've had struggles with recently, Washington, we've had struggles with or even New York. This is the New York Rangers. Like, yep. out of all the teams in the East Division for you to get smoked by, have a 9 nothing shutout, you would think it'd be the top teams and not obviously the worst team in the division um, compared to us. Like, it's just absolutely mind-boggling that it's come to this point. And, you know, like I said, summertime, we were – hoping and praying that, you know, Stanley Cup champions were possibly our way. And then everything, in my opinion, went downhill, you know, in that Islander series. And then we see where that went from there. It's just, uh, it's pretty bad. So hopefully things get turned around, but I don't see a, a bright light at the end of the, of the tunnel for the Flyers right now, um, which takes us to another team that doesn't seem like they have a bright light at the end of the tunnel anytime soon. Uh, the Carson Wentz trade is officially official. Pretty cool gesture. I don't know if it was planned this way or not. It seemed that way, so I'm going to roll with it uh, from the Colts and Carson Wentz to allow friend of the show and USP Hall of Famer Giovanni Hamilton to announce Carson Wentz's New Jersey number on Twitter this morning. Uh, moving forward, Richie's going to be wearing number two really interesting to see coming from number 11 um obviously we heard the the news at the very beginning of you know after he got traded and everything that you know michael pittman jr was like uh you're not coming to indy and you know stealing my jersey like (laughs) you're the new you're the new bait here so i don't think so um number two i heard of something being a one plus one kind of similar to the jalen hurts uh jalen hurts's jersey uh, why he wears number two. I don't understand that completely. Um, I think number two actually fits for him. I I mean, even though number 11 is his hallmark, you know, we've been used to see him, him being number 11. And anytime we hear number 11 reference or anything, you know, that's him. Um, but I saw, if you watched the cold type video, I don't know if you saw that earlier. Um, it's going to be really exciting for them and especially him getting a fresh start, getting a new conference, getting a new team, um, great offensive line. They're getting their weapons in order, a really solid defense. Um, and surprisingly, um, they haven't spent cap or spent any capital money. And they're like one of the top teams uh, in the league that has money. Um, 
but they haven't made moves similar to the Eagles, who hasn't had made one single addition uh, to this team. Yeah, uh, two things: jersey number analytics, big jersey number guy. NFL quarterbacks currently wearing number two. I'm going to see how many of these guys you can guess. There are a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are 11 of them, oddly enough. Carson Wentz's old number that wear number two right now in the NFL. Let's see how many Richie can name. Well, obviously, you got Carson Wentz right now. You have Jalen Hurts. Uh,. That's where it starts to go downhill. I would feel like they would be like kickers and punters. Um, There's one more that is a, a quarterback. bona fide starter. Um, and then the rest of these quarterbacks that were number two. <laughs> it's pretty wild. So we have a bona fide starter, you said. So Played in a Super Bowl in the last five years. Another team with a bird mascot. Hey, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking out an Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. If you've been rocking with us for any amount of time, you know we have a whole catalog of podcasts, a number of franchises under our umbrella, and I want you to do me a favor. Once you're done listening to this episode, once you're done subscribing, leaving a five-star rating or review on the Apple Podcast feed, like we know you always do, I want you to hop over and check out the Outside the Box podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's our flagship pro lacrosse podcast. Ton of fun stuff, amazing interviews, content. We know that lacrosse, you know, we're still in a bit of a limbo period, but hey, do us a favor, check it out, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and maybe learn about the sport of the future. And with that, let's get back to the show. I mean, you got Matt Ryan. Is it Matt Ryan? Yes, it yeah, is Matty it's Ice. Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, you got Matty Ice in there. The rest of the quarterbacks are Easton Stick, another North Dakota State quarterback, uh, Brian Hoyer, Mike Glennon, A.J. McCarron, Mason Rudolph, Josh Rosen, Danny Etling, and Tyler Huntley. When I saw this list, Richie... Some list. I uh, I said Jalen Hurts needs to change his number immediately. <laughs> I'm really curious to see uh, their the combined group that you just named outside of Carson, Jalen, and Matt Ryan. Their touchdown to interception ratio, because um, obviously it's going to be um, you know high interception worthy. I mean, Mike Glennon, we saw a nice chunk of this season. Uh, I don't think we saw Mason Rudolph. Maybe week 17 we saw him, um, but I don't think he really did. Yeah, I don't even know that, if A.J. McCarron's taken an NFL snap. Uh, Josh Rosen Easton, definitely. Easton Stick. <laughs> Easton Stick I don't think hasn't taken a snap. Hoyer and... throws a brick and a half of interceptions. Yeah, Jalen Hurts needs to change his number immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got to figure something out. The other, <laughs> the other hilarious thing uh, – now, since the Carson Wentz trade is official, the Colts are doing a Zoom news conference with Wentz on Thursday. But here's the kicker. They're not 
taking questions from Philly media? I think kind of. <laughs> I mean, I could kind of see that, even though obviously, I think they're trying to just save them because obviously, Colts media, national media that are going to be there. Um, I don't even know what ESPN analysts you might even see in there. Um, I obviously to save the Philadelphia media some hassle. There's going to be plenty of Philadelphia questions going on in that press conference that are supposed to be for the Colts. You're going to, you're going to get a couple of like, Hey, you have this person or they haven't signed this person. You know, they haven't spent this much in cap. What are you guys doing? Um, you, but you know, the real thing is going to be what happened in Philly, you know, what went wrong, what are you looking to fix? It's going to be a lot of like personal questions for him. Like how is he going to uh, bounce back? What, 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 He's, people are going to try to bug him and ask him what went wrong. He's obviously probably not going to say nothing, anything. Um, he'll probably be like, well, I enjoyed my time, but, you know, he's not, you know, it just didn't work. Yeah, he's not going to give you the legitimate answer. Um, but I think it saves us a little headache uh, tomorrow looking on social media and seeing WIP or, like, you know, Sixers uh, or not Sixers, Eagles, uh Twitter people, you know, blowing up everywhere. It's just super weird that like Carson obviously like forced his way out of town almost. Um and just like never got answers from him. Like ever. It's such a weird situation that I don't know if we ever will get answers. And if we do, that day will be fascinating. Um but like you said it's earlier, gonna- it's uh it's one less thing we have to worry about on Twitter. It's going to be similar to, in my opinion, it's going to be similar to the Jimmy Butler situation. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know if you have heard anything, let me know. But, like, I haven't heard the real reason why Jimmy wanted to leave Philly so bad. Like, you know, I mean, he was a stud. He was loved here. And, you know, if they didn't get that four-bounce uh, three-pointer from Kawhi Leonard, you know, they could have went to the fi- Eastern Conference Finals at least and possibly went to the NBA Finals. And, you know, everybody says, you know, they could have probably won the championship with the Warriors' injuries with KD, Clay. Steph wasn't playing his best. He was trying to do everything because, you know, he was out of options. So it's really fascinating, and it's going to be really fun to see what, what Carson does to improve and, like, because it's, it's definitely a prove-it year for Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's not playing on a prove-it deal contract like a lot of players are doing around the league. Um, he's definitely wanting to show the haters and people that have disrespected him over the season, thinking that he's washed up and no good, um, what he really is about. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and like you had said, the Eagles really have not done anything. Uh, in free agency, they re-signed Adrian Killens to a two-year contract. They've restructured a lot of deals. They also officially released Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Malik Jackson. I mean, everybody's going to bag on Alshon, and who knows, like, with the whole Alshon Carson Wentz saga through the media and everything. I mean, the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl without Alshon Jeffrey. So, like, I'll always be thankful Alshon 
was an eagle. He's been one of my favorite players since he came into the league. He's just got a fun, like, confident swagger about him. Um, wherever he goes next, I'm sure he's going to ball out. Not nearly what he was with the Bears, not what he was in 2017 with the Eagles, but if he gets a one-year deal with a team that's fighting for a Super Bowl, good for Alshon. Like, let him go finish out his career somewhere. And, um, you know, the Malik Jackson thing, it's just that signing is going to always suck because I thought Malik could have been a a nice piece to a team that was going to compete year in and year out. But the way that this Eagles team is going right now, and I, I tell everybody this is how I feel. They're a bottom five team right now in the NFL, just how they're being run and all the, the nonsense around this team is just absurd. Um, so, I mean, I hope Malik Jackson goes to a contender and, and gets to compete for a Super Bowl. He's a damn good player. Just sucks that we don't have as deep of a defensive tackle rotation anymore. Um, but you got Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox still. And uh, we've talked way too much about the Eagles for a podcast that has been limited slash banning Eagles talk. So exactly, <laughs> let's get into March Madness. The bracket's been announced. Our bracket challenge is live on ESPN. Hashtag not a sponsor. It's just the easiest and most accessible way for everyone to do it. Uh We've tweeted out the link. We'll tweet it out again. It'll be in the description of this podcast. So make sure you join our bracket challenge. We do this every year that the tournament happens. Obviously, we didn't get to do it last year. So very excited that the bracket challenge is back. Uh, all you got to do is fill out your bracket. No entry fee. Winner, as always, gets the official locker room championship t-shirt. And we're working on getting some other prizes involved. Uh, hopefully before Thursday night's uh, playing games tip off. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but the brackets out Villanova, my squad, Richie's squad that he uh, pays attention to, especially during this time. They're a five seed, no Colin Gillespie, so that sucks. So don't know really how deep Villanova is going to go in this tournament. Very interesting bracket this year because Duke's not in the tournament, Kentucky's not in the big dance, a lot of teams left out. Uh, just because of a weird season this year uh, across college basketball. But we got the, the bracket challenge going, so make sure you guys enter our bracket challenge. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of fun basketball that's going to be played over the next couple of weeks, Richie. Absolutely. This is my favorite time of the year. Uh, I got into this my, I think, my sophomore year of high school because I coincidentally was sick and not with COVID because COVID wasn't a thing back then. Uh, it's so fun to watch these teams, you know, single elimination. It's not a series. It's not like professional basketball, you know, where it's a seven game series uh, and whatnot. It's just so fun to watch these teams uh, with the grit. The fans are really what make up these tournaments, uh, seeing their reactions, um, just the wire to wire, even if the last 30 seconds of a game take 10 minutes walking back back and forth with free throws and whoever misses the first one loses how these games work sometimes, but it's my favorite time of the year. Uh, my weekends are now going to be booked with 30,000 games a day. Um, uh, I got my final four set. Um, I don't know how far it's going to go. Um, and hopefully there's 
maybe one Cinderella story out of mine, maybe two. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about Cinderella stories? Uh, Pat Pitts, obviously one of our podcasters, bloggers. And in our bracket challenge, you'll be competing against all your favorite underground sports Philadelphia podcasters, bloggers, and content creators. We're all in the bracket challenge. Um, so you'll be trying to take us down as well. But Pat Pitts, <laughs> the lunatic that he is, picked Florida to win his national championship. That is... <laughs> I honestly don't know when I have Florida eliminated. I think I have them getting kicked out in the second round. Yeah, I mean, they play I think Ohio I de- State. I think I, d- I, think I definitely it. have... Yeah, I think I definitely have them winning their first game. But after that, I think I have them losing, which, yeah, they're de- they're definitely not in my elite eight or final four. Um, so I don't know what he's doing. I yeah. don't know what information sources he's getting this if, from. If Pat has Florida taking down Baylor, a hot eight seed UNC team, if they upset Baylor. Uh, a Villanova, a Purdue, a Texas Tech, an Arkansas, or Ohio State to win that south side of the bracket, I need to know what fortune teller he's going to because that would be bonkers. And that's not even including like who they'd play in the Final Four. Oh, actually, I don't even have Florida getting out of the first round, <laughs> if that makes it even better. Um <laughs> You know, I'm the Millville guy, and, you know, they play Virginia Tech, so we got our boy Justin Mutz on the Virginia Tech squad. So just for fun, I have them coming out of the very first round of 60, I think it's 64. It's not Um, a bad pick because Florida's been, like, not that great overall, and Virginia Tech went 15-6 and this year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun matchup, especially it's a round of 64 game. Uh, I don't know if they play Friday or Saturday, but I have them going to possibly face Ohio State in the round of 32. But Ohio State boots them out to get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, that's, uh, Nova, that's... Nova, I have going deep into the Sweet 16, but not beating Baylor. Um, that Florida Virginia yeah. Tech game is uh, one of the early games on Friday, 12:15. Nice. But there's a lot of good teams in this. Uh, you know, you have the sister of Loyola Chicago. Sister Jean's uh, going still to, kicking. She's going. She's going. She's fully vaccinated. She's going to be there in person. So that's good for that team. Hundred and one years old. Rutgers is in this. Rutgers is in this. There's a lot of good uh, teams in our region that are in this. You got Drexel. You have Rutgers. You have Nova. Uh, you have Virginia Tech. I have Rutgers coming out of the first round, uh, beating Clemson and then playing Houston. Uh, but there's just so many. It was so hard to pick this because um, there's so many good teams, and they really did a good job of selecting this. Unfortunately, you don't have Kentucky or Duke in the tournament. Which I'm fine with because I hate Duke. Yeah, they've been they've been in there long enough, right? Yeah, like Coach K is just he's such a whiny baby. Yeah, I mean – for especially you as a journalist, you know, you don't want to get yelled at yeah. by Coach K. Stop yelling at no my reason. fellow journalist, Coach K. It's yeah. not, it's not but, nice. 
Yeah, but for the final four, though, I have three of the four uh, teams actually, the number one seeds actually going to the final four. Uh, I have Gonzaga, Michigan, and Baylor, and Oklahoma State, which everybody's saying to not really sleep on because people, you know, people like to pick people number are one saying. seeds. Even though that I'm guilty of picking number one seeds all the way up to the <laughs> final four. Um, I think I have Oklahoma State as like a sleeper. Um, they definitely, you know, you have Kate Cunningham. He's going to be a potential first number one overall pick in the draft this year. Um, it's going to be fun. I have them playing, of course, Gonzaga uh, playing in the national championship. But, I, of course, Gonzaga is playing on a whole different level. And I think I have them picking for the national championship. Yeah, Gonzaga, the last undefeated team undefeated 26 and 0 um it's gonna be a fun tournament so you know we're all mad here so make sure you join our march madness bracket challenge uh tweet it out at underground phi we're gonna keep you guys updated throughout the tournament on uh just wins and everything might have a weekend live stream of you know some of us on twitch because you know we like to bet on games uh so we might have a, a weekend twitch watch along for some of the games, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, also, just want to give a shout-out to Daryl Morey for following your boy on Twitter, um, potentially supporting a, a podcast, you know, the podcast that we started with Buna Regional High School's Drama Club. Uh, might Daryl might be coming out to see the show. Richie, you know, you're part of it too. Richie does a, a great job with, with lights and all that good stuff and sound and that's how I found Richie to get him on board with us here is we had a mutual contract job and uh, <laughs> Daryl Morey might be popping up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something else. You know, Daryl Morey is, you know, he, I mean, everybody who knew sports and who does follow Daryl, you know, he's a big theater person. I mean, I believe his last main tweets in the last couple of days have been, you know, musical related. Like, it's just those things that you'll see at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning from Daryl or a very late-night tweet, like, kind of similar to what Zoo does. Um, these guys are up until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning just saying, like, just talking to fans, you know. They're really – it's really cool how outgoing they are with the community and the fan base because we've. I feel like we've never really had people that have done that mm -hmm. be so – outgoing and you know sport conversations that are something outside of basketball um especially with daryl because daryl is the most down-to-earth person i've probably ever seen as a basketball executive for a professional franchise yes. um whether it's musicals or analytics or um brigaton you know anything like he's so outgoing to talk about Personally, I've never had a – he's never replied to my tweets ever. He so has liked you your lucky, tweets, though. And you got to – he has liked them, and I have called him out on some, and he has liked them. But he's never talked to me back, or he hasn't followed me yet. But maybe that could change. Possibly. Obviously, if he, if, he comes, if, he comes to, if he comes to our show. If he comes to be in um, comes to see In the Heights, which everybody listening to this podcast, uh, if you want to support – uh, our friends at Buna Regional High School Drama Club. Those tickets will be going on sale in April, uh, so definitely support them. They are a big uh, 
big part of what we do outside of podcasting and now with podcasting their their podcast that they started is produced through underground studios so uh very happy to have the buna regional high school drama club as part of the underground family um but yeah i mean if daryl Morey pops out to <laughs> our musical that we work on uh, which I we might, are doing I in the heights. The, I might drive through the wall. In the heights, <laughs> we are. Uh, we're putting on in the heights, which is going to be wild. Um, but yeah, shout out Daryl Morey for the follow. We're going to get you that ticket information once it's ready to go, and uh, would love to have Daryl out at our uh, our show in May. Um, and as we are recording this, Richie, it is St. Patrick's Day, so our weird news story of the week. Um, did you know? I kind of found this out recently too. Did you know St. Patrick is not Irish? Wait, what? St. <laughs> Patrick is not Irish. What is it? He he is Italian. I can I can see that. Okay, I can see that kind of because you know Saint, and I feel like Italian has a lot of Saint related um um wording you know with the vatican in italy um i feel like they have saint john saint brown saint paul everything related um to that i kind of can see that i feel like if it was irish it'd probably be like o patrick <laughs> instead of saint patrick <laughs> um because you know every even you know o is involved in a lot of irish you know terminology so that's actually really interesting. I didn't know that. So he's the he's the primary patron saint of Ireland, but was most likely born in Roman Britain and didn't make it to the Emerald Isle until he was kidnapped by Irish pirates at the age of sixteen. This sounds like a Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff that you would see happen in like Times Square. Yeah, with the characters, you know, and you know, <laughs> the, the make believe characters that ask you for all the money and stuff. It's definitely, <laughs> I can see that, or it's like kind of like those YouTube parody videos that you see. Um, Epic rap battles of history, St. Patrick, the Italian. I can, I would watch that. Yeah, I'd be down. It'd probably be on the, it'd probably be on the trending page. It'd probably be the top 10. We need a, we need a Netflix like origin story of St. Patrick getting kidnapped by pirates. Was it Johnny Depp that kidnapped him? That would be a or was it Captain do. Hook? I mean, Peter Pan wore green. Was Peter Pan St. Patrick? Hmm. People are asking. Because he, he did try to kidnap him a few times. Exactly. The people are asking. He never, but, he never, but he never caught him. Never caught him. He never caught him. So he but stayed in Ireland. <laughs> fun fact, weird news story of the week. St. Patrick was not Irish. He was Italian. and He was kidnapped by Irish pirates, which... It's always funny to me when you see stories about pirates because you always think of like the Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean, Captain Hook, like that weird like colonial pirate type stereotype. But like there's pirates everywhere. Yeah, like literally pirate is kind of like kind of like a I hate to say like an underrated term, but like people don't really know the full extent of pirates because everybody sees them, you know. They have the hats and they mm -hmm. have the swords and they go arg and you know they're looking for treasure. You know that's the, obviously the stereotypical pirate. I, I mean, there's pirates in different ways and they're not like that. So 
but I can kind of see a parody St. Patrick's Day Pirates of the Caribbean mashup kind of hilarious YouTube video. Who would you want to do it? Ooh, it's got to be an Irish actor. So, let's see. Is Benedict Cumberbatch Irish? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Prominent Irish actors. Um... I mean, Colin Farrell's Irish. You get those thick eyebrows kidnapping St. Patrick. Uh, you got some some good ones. Daniel Day-Lewis is Irish. Um, let's see. Who else would be good in a pirate role to kidnap St. Patrick? That's really interesting when you say it aloud, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 when you're saying it out loud, like in your head, you're like, eh, okay. But then when you actually say it out loud, it's like, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Um, it's definitely something I feel like I would see on the streets of New York city, like in times square where people like you have like a YouTuber that they're like, hi, we're in times square and we're about to do a St. Patrick's day themed pirates of the Caribbean video. Man, there really are not that many like famous Irish people. Ah, you know who you get to do it. Magneto, Magneto, Michael Fassbender, <laughs> Dylan Mazzola is going to love this. Michael Fassbender is Irish. Michael Fassbender <laughs> leading uh, a brigade of Irish pirates to kidnap St. Patrick would be. Oh, here we're getting to the good stuff in the top ten. We need a pirate brigade of Michael Fassbender, Liam Neeson, and Colin Farrell. There it is. And Daniel Day-Lewis. Those four. That's your pirate brigade right there that captured St. Patrick in our pitch to Netflix for a parody St. Patrick's origin story movie. It's got a star, Michael Fassbender, Colin Farrell, Liam Neeson. Oh my God! You can imagine. You can imagine Liam Neeson just uh, St. Patrick sending a sending a letter to this Irish, uh, this St. Patrick, uh, in the style of Taken. I will find you, and I will kidnap you. I will make you Irish. And I will make you a national holiday. But when I find you, I will kidnap you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Daniel Day-Lewis, Colin Farrell, Liam Neeson, and Michael Fassbender star in Kidnapping St. Patrick, a St. Patrick origin story. Coming to Netflix, who knows when, but when it does, you know who created it. Uh... You're welcome. You're welcome, Netflix. We just we just created your next blockbuster. Uh, and I mean, if Michael Fassbender, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, or uh, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis want to come on the podcast to talk about it, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but I think that's all we got for you guys. Make sure you check us out on social media at UndergroundPHI, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Uh, join our bracket challenge. We'll tweet out the links, obviously, all day. 
uh, tomorrow as well, so you guys have time to get in. Let's make this our biggest bracket challenge yet. We had close to 100 people in 2019. Let's get back to that point for 2021, uh, especially since we didn't get a chance to create brackets in 2020 uh, for the NCAA tournament. You can follow Richie on Twitter, at RichieRiv23. You can follow me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Richie just dropped a kick-ass blog about uh, potentially the WNBA coming to Philadelphia, which would be fire. I need it to happen. Bring us a WNBA team. Would be absolutely awesome. If Natasha Cloud wants to come on the podcast, we got we got an open mic for you, girl. Would more than more than happy to have you on to talk about it. Uh, and make sure you guys subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about the Sixers right now without Embiid. What you want the Flyers to do in terms of trade, fire, whatever, punch in the mouth, all that good stuff. Uh, How you feel about the Wentz trade being officially official. What you want to see the Eagles do if they do anything at all in free agency. Uh, And, of course, let us know how you feel about our movie pitch for St. Patrick. Five stars only, because we have standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. You can just also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Check out our catalog of podcasts, the Outside the Box podcast, Streamer Season, Fourth and Goal is coming back. I know Pitts has been doing morning live streams uh, on Twitter and Twitch, so be sure to check those out. Uh, the Get in the Hole podcast is getting a little bit revamped. New hosts coming uh, soon we're, we're shuffling through some things there so you'll get your golf content very soon and of course check out our friends at Buna Regional High School's Drama Club check out Curtain Talk new episode uh, dropping on Thursday along with this episode that you're listening to now on a Thursday so go give uh, our friends at Buna some love as well check out Curtain Talk part of uh, a fun media experience we're doing with an awesome group of people and uh, produced through Underground Studios. So help support that. Support the arts in schools and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, who knows? Daryl Morey might come on that podcast as well. <laughs> uh, Please. This show obviously would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our homies over at Tomahawk Shades. They just partnered up with the big homie, Jamil Demby, as well. So shout-out to Jamil for joining the Tomahawk family. Use our promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Manscaped.com, same promo code USP. You get 20% off, free international shipping, and a big old thank you from your balls. And stateside Urban Craft Vodka, Get 10% off the one-liter vodka bottles at statesidevodka.com with promo code USP. Must be 21 or older to order. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And, guys, also check out Unplugged Shot Clock on our Instagram at UndergroundPHI. Richie does a great job with video breakdowns of recent Sixers games throughout the week. Typically after games, if it's a big game stretch, we get a whole road trip recap. Uh, So check out Unplugged Shot Clock exclusively on our Instagram at underground PHI where Richie's pumping out killer content as always. And uh, 
This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 314. For Richie, I'm KB. We are signing off, and hopefully the luck of the Irish is in our favor. Peace.